We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what's up, party people? Welcome to Irish Breakdown After Dark. I am Vince D'Addario. I am the football analyst here at irishbreakdown.com. And with me shortly will be Brian Driscoll, uh, the publisher at irishbreakdown.com. And uh, man, uh, I don't know how some people that actually have, you know, heart conditions deal with games like that. Um, but personally, I, the emotions were like this pretty much the entire time. Um, I mean, look again, and we said this after, you know, Notre Dame won their first four games. It's a win, which is fantastic. You take it, you move on to the next, right? Uh, they've got two weeks before their next game. They need every bit of those two weeks to prepare. Um, not that I'm. I don't even care who the opponent is, right? You've you've got two weeks to prepare for the next opponent. It doesn't even matter that it's USC. It doesn't matter that it's a night game at home. None of that matters right now. Uh, this is this this game was unbelievable, and I'm going to start with a super chat because I think that it absolutely hits the nail on the head. Um, and that super chat comes from Kevin Dillon. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Really appreciate it. He says, if Cone doesn't get benched, ND loses. And if Buckner doesn't get hurt, ND loses. Crazy. Could not agree more. I think that might, that, I mean, we just started two minutes and seven seconds ago, but that's the comment of the night right there because it's so true. Cone was completely ineffective uh, in when he was in there in the first quarter. Uh, completely. I mean, the offense wasn't doing anything. It was, it was ineffective like crazy. Tyler Buckner comes in, clearly gives this team a spark. Clearly, they opened up the offense for him, and he proved that he can run the offense. Now, there's still plenty of freshman mistakes that he made, um, and I think he he proved to everybody that maybe, you know, I'm not going to say he's not ready to be the starter, but he, you know, when they came back out in the second half and and at times during the first half, I mean, he was woefully. Uh, 
inconsistent in his passing. Now he made some beautiful passes. The one over the middle to Avery Davis was was perfect. The the throw to Kevin Austin, which darn near turned into a touchdown, was fantastic. Um, Kyron Williams made a great play on that ball in the end zone because it was thrown behind him. But it was still a great job by Tyler Buckner to find him. Um, you know, Tyler Buckner played a heck of a game. I mean, he definitely sparked this team and he led them on scoring drives and he brought them back to where they needed to be. Right. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, you're right. They don't win without Tyler Buckner and they don't win without Jack Cohn at the end. Jack, the Jack Cohn at the end that we saw is the Jack Cohn that we know that he can be. He was standing tall in the pocket. He wasn't worried about the rush. They spread things out for him. It was, it was an empty backfield. They went five wide. Um, he was able to make quick decisions. He was able to get the ball out. He was confident. That's the Jack Cone that we saw against Florida State that, that we've seen at times, right? We saw it in the drive uh, at, at the end of the Toledo game. You know, this is the Jack Cone that we know. Um, and he did a great job. And now, you know, we have two weeks to talk about a quarterback controversy is basically what it comes down to. And you know what? That's cool by me. Let, let's talk. <laughs> um, and and so it's fantastic. Um, so let's see. We've got uh, – so so Brian. So let's, let's talk about Brian real quick. So obviously Brian was at – is in Blacksburg, Blacksburg. He was at the game. Uh, he's got plenty to say, and I don't want to steal any of his thunder – uh, but he had some, let's, we'll just say he had some trouble getting to his vehicle after the game. Uh, it took him, gosh, darn near 90 minutes to get to his car. Uh, so he is en route back to the hotel. And as soon as he's back to the hotel, he's going to join us, uh, which is fantastic. We kind of talked on the phone a little bit. So, you know, we're, we're going to talk offense. We're going to talk defense. We're, we're going to talk impact. We're going to talk about everything. Um, but uh, he will be joining me. So it won't just be me, but we're going to go through some of these comments and questions we got a couple super chats of course that i want to get to robert uh thank you very much for the super chat he says this Notre dame team never gives up great game this is why i love college football this team fought through the injuries and adversity go irish you know what robert you're right um and and look the the offensive line the much maligned offensive line that we talk about all the time uh you know what were, were they technically sound today no but i tell you what they played hard I mean, they played incredibly hard today, and I, I made a comment um, in the in the in the game chat that it's amazing what happens when you get a little bit of fire in your belly, um, and how you can move some people around and you can do some good things. And they did; they 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 did some good things today. I, I was very impressed. I, I was number one. I was impressed they pulled the trigger and had Joe Alt starting at left tackle. I thought he did a pretty darn good job for. Again, a true freshman that just hasn't played a lot of football at left tackle. Uh, I thought, you know, um, Christophic played okay at left guard. I, you know, I was, you know, Kane Madden was hit or miss. Uh, when he hit, he was good. When he missed, he was bad. Uh, so I will say that, you know, Lug, I think we got lucky that he wasn't called for a holding penalty on the the one rollout. Um, I believe it was Buckner. Uh, he kind of pulled that guy down uh, with the way the refs were going tonight. I was absolutely anticipating that being a holding call, uh, but those guys played hard. Kyron Williams is the definition of playing hard. Um, you know, Kurt Heinisch played incredibly hard. 
in this game. Um, you know, Isaiah Foskey just lived in the backfield. He played an amazing game today. Drew White played an amazing game today. Um, you know, this team has some heart, man. And you're right. When some people got hurt, some other guys stepped up. Um, you know, George Tech is, they, they finally throw the ball in his direction and he catches it. Huh, amazing what happens when you target somebody not named Michael Mayer. Uh, so, you know, again, you could go down the line. Logan Diggs, I thought, played really well when he got in. Uh, you know, the freshman receivers got time in today. So it, it was good. I, I was I was impressed with the fight from this team. Uh, and and it, was, it was really, really good to see. Uh, got a couple other super chats I want to get to. Don't want to miss anybody. That's the goal here. Uh, let's see here. I believe the next one is from Josh Phillips. Yes, Josh, thank you very much. Reese needs to quit force feeding the run with Cone under center. Uh, spread the field and utilize your weapons. Defense was a big letdown this game. You know, Josh, I tend to agree with you. Um, Brian and I will I'll dive a little bit deeper into the defense, but uh, the defense wasn't great today. Um, they they weren't great. There's just some missed tackles. Uh, Cam Hart, you know, while he made some nice plays, he also missed some tackles that he should have hit. Uh, there was one at the goal line that he should have absolutely had that he missed on it, and they ended up scoring a touchdown on it. Um, and then the, the third down where it was him and the running back in space, and he just tried to lay the big blow instead of wrapping up. If he just wraps up, even if he doesn't stop him right where they meet, it's still fourth down and they don't continue that drive. Right. Um, so th there was some missed tackles for sure uh, that I was not happy with. I thought uh, Clarence Lewis had some rough, you know, moments. Uh, I thought Tariq Bracey had some rough moments, although he had a really nice interception as well. Um, but uh, yeah, the defense, I'm interested to hear what Brian has to say. We didn't talk about the defense at all prior to this. So when you hear it, I'll be hearing it. Um, cause you know, I was harder on the defense last week than Brian was. I'm interested to see what he has to say about the defense today, but, uh, thank you, Josh, for the super chat. Uh, we got one more down here. I do believe from chief Brody. What's up chief. Thanks for staying up, uh, with me and soon to be Brian. Uh, it just had to be cone to come back in and win the game. Didn't it? Yeah. You know, it's funny because I actually watched the game with some buddies, uh, tonight and, when he was warming up, when Tyler Buckner went down, they were like, oh, no, we're going to lose the game. It's over, you know, all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be really interesting. This is going to make for some interesting post game, no matter how it goes down. And, uh, you know, he came through. He did a great job moving this team down the field. Um, there, no question about it. So he did a good job. You got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, he did a really good job bringing this team back. There's no question. Uh, John A1, happy Saturday. Well, it's Sunday for me. Uh, anybody, well, really anybody from the central time zone over, it's Sunday. So happy Saturday slash Sunday. Uh, I don't want to see 13 or 12 personnel for the rest of the year. Oh, I get you, John. I do. Uh, especially when your 13 personnel involved two true freshmen. Um, uh, that was, that was rough at times. Uh, I, and it, I didn't like I, – I texted Brian early on in the game uh, when Cohen was in it. Why are they force-feeding the run? It's very frustrating. It was very frustrating to me. Um, I, I, I hope that they found some ingredients of things that they can be successful with. Uh, you know, when, when Cohen is in and you spread the field and you put five wide and he's back there by himself, look, I don't know if anybody's paying attention, but we called for that earlier. 
uh, you know, put Cone in, give him options, you know, have five wide. That's fine. Five wide. So you only have five blocking. Okay. But you've got five wide receivers going out in routes that have to be covered. And if they're not, Jack Cone is good enough to find the open man. And he did at the end of the game. And I realize it's a two minute, it's a hurry up, but what, guess what? Key to the game, tempo. They went tempo. Good things happened. So I was pretty impressed uh, with, with Jack Cone down the stretch. Now, he needs help from a play calling standpoint. Okay. I thought the offensive line overall played a lot better today than they have previously. Okay. Does that mean that they're where they need to be? No, it does not. But I thought they played better and we're looking for improvement. And I think we found some improvement. So that's, that's a bonus, right? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So let's go through some of these comments here. Santa Cam, Santa Cam says, uh, you know, Tyree's turf toe. Yes, that's what what uh, Brian Kelly said he had. He said he couldn't answer the bell because of turf toe. He had a little saltiness to that statement, almost like there's more to the story. You know, it's funny, uh, Santa, I agree with you. I thought the same thing, like he couldn't answer the bell and he sounded like annoyed, like he should have been able to, um, which turf toe, I don't know if anybody's ever had that before, but it hurts like a mug. And when you're a running back and you need to make cuts, it ain't going to happen. Um, and so I don't know when he had that injury or how that went down and I'm back. Anyway, the Salerno kid's going to be back there, and he's probably going to be fair catching the whole time. So um, it's, it's you know, it's tough. 
when when Chris Tyree has to be out of the game for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. We got another super chat from Chief Brody. I'm going to go down and grab here. Let's see. Sorry about the freezing. I see that. I'm back. Hopefully everybody can see me. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, let's see here. Okay, yes. Chief Brody says, how bad of a look that BK said in the presser this week that we know who we're going with at quarterback and then pulls the guy in the first quarter. I mean, I don't know that it's a bad look. I would say that they had a contingency plan ready to go. Now, the bad look for me is I don't know where Drew Pine is in all of this. Um, I assumed that if Jack Cohn was not getting the job done, that Drew Pine was going to be the next man in, right? Um, and that clearly was not the case. Uh, you know, Drew Pine never even had a helmet on, never was warming up. It was apparently always going to be Tyler Buckner, uh, which I thought was interesting. I don't know. You know, they they put Tyler in. He did a decent job, obviously, on his first drive. And I don't know if at that point they're just like, you know what, we're just going to stick with this kid. I don't know if they put him in originally thinking that they were going to keep him in. Uh, but they did. And it obviously worked um and they opened up the playbook and kelly did say in his presser afterwards that he told tommy that look we're keeping tyler buckner in get his call sheet out you're going off of that and just just know that he's not coming out um so i wonder when that decision was made and how they came about that decision we'll never know the answer to that because brian kelly will never let us in on you know that particular piece of thought process you know what i mean um so, you know, it worked out, obviously, um, but I'm just wondering what kind of doghouse Drew Pine is living in right now that he wasn't even considered maybe even to go in. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, I I'm interested to hear what Brian has to say about that as well. Uh, let's see here. Let's look at some other comments and questions and all that fun stuff. Uh <laughs> We got some Iowa in here. Um, Jacob says, I don't think that we're in the position we're in if Pine started and Buckner comes in for his packages. Credit Cone for the last two series, but I don't think he should be the starter. Y you know, Jake, I, or Jacob, excuse me. Um, you know, I don't know what I think anymore uh, because I thought that Drew Pine gave you the best opportunity to be successful in this game. and But we knew that Jack Cone was going to start. Um, but I stuck to my guns. And I, I said that, you know, I thought it should be Drew Pine. And I thought we would see Drew Pine when, when Cone struggled. Um, but we didn't. And so it just makes me wonder kind of what the situation is, um, you know, with the quarterback room. Uh, and, and, and look, Tyler Buckner, I thought did a great job. I think they opened up his package more obviously today. Uh, and I thought he answered the bell for the most part. Still very inconsistent. Uh, he He's not an accurate passer at the moment. You know, a lot, some of that has to do with the fact that he's a true freshman. Some of that has to do with the fact this is his first real, like, extended time that he knew he wasn't coming out. Um, and he made some true freshman mistakes. There's no question about that. You know, uh, it's, you know, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a bumpy road if you're going to stick with Tyler Buckner the entire time. Would I be completely opposed to that? No, I would be completely opposed to that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next two weeks. And I'm sure Brian Kelly's not going to tell us anything because 
I mean, it only benefits him for other teams to have to prep for two quarterbacks, two completely different quarterbacks, whether that's the cone pine situation or whether that's Tyler Buckner, they're, they're two completely different types of preparedness. So it doesn't benefit Kelly. And he flat out said in the post game, he goes, I'm not going to be naming a quarterback today. Um, you know, I'm not going to say anybody's the starter. So he's going to keep it loosey goosey or whatever he said, you know, during the week, which, you know, is very just interesting to me. Chief Brody says, is BK boycotting Pine because all the fans are calling for him? Now, that's a that's a really interesting take, Chief. Um, you know, I noticed that my light's not on. Hold on one second. I'm not sure that made much of a difference, but made me feel better. Um, it's funny because, you know, the media was calling, I think, for Pine. Most of all, I think the fans were calling for Pine. And Brian Kelly has shown that he is absolutely willing to do the opposite out of spite. I don't know that he would ever, you know, cop to that. I don't know that he would ever be honest about that, but I would not put it past him to be perfectly honest with you. And I don't even know if he does it and he realizes that he does it. Um, I, I feel like that there's a definite possibility that, he just put it in his head. I'm, I'm not starting Drew Pine. I don't care, you know, what happens. I don't care, you know, what the situation is. It's just not going to happen. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I, I think that your guess is as good as mine, Chief, on that one. Uh, let's see here. Brendan McGrath Music says, This win proves we have more natural talent than any team on our schedule and are being out-schemed and poorly prepared on game day. Look, my entire mantra the first quarter was that this team was not prepared to play. That's how I felt about both sides of the ball, to be perfectly honest with you. I didn't think this team was prepared. I don't know that it necessarily had anything to do with the environment. I mean, you're on the road. What do you expect? It's going to be loud. I, I don't <clears throat> I don't know that Virginia Tech is, you know, any crazier than anywhere else. I mean, they got their little pregame music, yippity-doo. That doesn't do anything for me personally. Um, I, I felt like they were woefully underprepared. Um, I, I, it was, it was embarrassing at times, especially to be honest with you, especially defensively. I mean, how are you not ready for jets and, you know, things of that nature? And how are you getting outflanked defensively? And then the tackling was just very poor, uh, at the beginning of the game. I, I was, very disheartened watching this team offensively and defensively to start the game. Um, I don't know. I, I it, it was it was not a good look on both sides of the ball uh, to start things off. They were very poorly prepared, in my opinion, and I think that I still believe that. I, I you don't come out flat like that if you're prepared to play a team. Um, it's like they didn't watch any film of the opposition. Like they had no idea that they were going to run jet and they were going to, you know, go to motion and they were going to try to outflank you. And, and, you know, who that was not some sort of inventive offense. That's, that's, I face an offense like that in high school all the time. I mean, it's, it wasn't that impressive. And we were, you know, we Notre Dame was allowing themselves to get outflanked and blocked. Um, now, I, I think there were some holds and some things of that nature. But again, you, you kind of allowed that to happen. So it was it was not good. It was not good um, at all. 
Mark's, Mark uh, says, we found a way to pull it out somehow. A win is still a win at the end of the day. Hey, Mark, no one will agree with you more than me. That is for sure. I Look, people were making fun of me last week because of the look on my face, you know, during the postgame show. Uh, I don't have that look because Notre Dame won. And it's, a, again, I've said this a million times, it's a lot easier to clean up your mistakes after a win. And and Kyron Williams said that in the post game. He's like, yeah, it's it's so much easier to be positive and to to fix your mistakes after a win. Or maybe that was Drew White that said that. Either way, they're right. Um, it, it's so much easier, and it's easier to criticize this team after a W. So, you look, th- this team has lots of warts, uh, lots of warts. There's no question about it. But they got two weeks to kind of clean some of that up. And this is this is where you start to self scout a little bit. This is where you start to lean on your analysts uh, a little bit more. You know, you, you want to figure out what are you doing that teams are picking up on, right? Now we can all tell them what they're doing that teams are picking up on, but this is where you self scout and you you pick up what your tendencies are so that you can go against some of those tendencies. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see how this team comes out when they play USC. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see how that's going to turn out. Michael says Buckner, as well as many other freshmen, are getting valuable game experience. Tyler has a very bright future for someone who did not play high school football two of the last three years. Diggs equals gamer. Look, they played uh, Mitchell Evans. They played Kane Barong. They played Joe Alt. They played Logan Diggs. They played Colsey. They played Styles. They played Buckner. Um those are the ones that I remember. That's seven true freshmen right there. Seven true freshmen. When was the last time that happened at Notre Dame? And on a team that's five and one, right? <coughs> Excuse me. They're not doing it uh, because they have to. I mean, they kind of did. Obviously, they've had some, they had injuries in the backfield, uh, so they had to play Logan Diggs. They've had inconsistency at left tackle, and Joe Alt gave them the best opportunity. Uh, Michael Mayer was down, so they had to go to Kane Barong and Mitchell Evans. You know, um, they had a wide receiver get hurt and Joe Wilkins, so they had to put, do more of Deion Colsey and, and uh, uh, Styles. But again, we've known that there's been talent on this team. We're just now finally seeing it. You know, we're finally seeing it get on the field. And he he said it. Brian Kelly said it in his post game. He's like, look, we're at a point where we need to play these freshmen and get them experience and get them experience in in high leverage situations. I believe those are his words. And he's right. Virginia Tech is a high leverage situation. It's a hostile environment on the road. And you're getting these freshmen, you know, big time time, for lack of a better term, uh, on the road. And it's it's important. It's going to pay dividends in the future. Right. When we're in the offseason, we're talking about Notre Dame getting ready for Ohio State. In game one, they're, we're going to be counting on a lot of the guys that got playing time tonight. And we're going to know a little bit more about them because they're going to continue to get playing time as the season wears on. And they're going to be put in position to be important and to make plays. Uh, and, and so we're going to know what we're getting from this group in the summertime going into fall camp and going into game one. And I think it's really, really important. Really do. We had a super chat down here at the bottom that I want to make sure that I get trying really hard not to lose any super chats guys uh let's see here you guys are you guys are giving me 
giving me lots of uh, stuff here on the side, and I'm trying to keep up as best as I can. Let's see here. We got, okay, here we go. Senor Francis. Senor Francis, thank you for the super chat. One, as shaky as Dora can be, he came through twice this year with the game on his foot. And two, have to admire Cohn's perseverance. Three, officiating. Wow. I agree with everything that you just said. And when they were driving down for that last field goal, I was thinking to myself, get as close as you can, get as close as you can, but not as close as an extra point <laughs> because he missed the extra point last week. And so, um, look, we all know that Dor has the big leg. There's no question about it. Uh, it's just his accuracy and his consistency. And I could not be happier for that young man that he put that through in the big spot like that. I mean, you could tell he was excited. His teammates were excited for him. Uh, it was it was fantastic. It was awesome. Uh, and yeah, look, put yourself in 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 Jack Cohn's shoes. Had a terrible first quarter. I had one good throw, right? But just not a good first quarter. He gets pulled, basically gets benched, right? And then Tyler Buckner goes out and has success. He struggles. He gets hurt. And now you got to go back in with the game on the line. You need a touchdown. You need a two point conversion. And then you need to get at least a field goal to win the game. And he comes through on all of the above. That that takes some moxie, man. That takes some serious moxie. Brian Driscoll, what's up, dude? You finally made it back to the hotel. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long night. Yeah, it's been a, a weird, strange <laughs> cluster. You know what of a night, and I'm not even having the worst night in the lobby right now. So I'm in the lobby at the Holiday Inn because the reception in the rooms is so bad that we can't yeah. do the show there. So right. Um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a hot mess, but I'm ready to talk some. I'm ready to talk about this game. There may be some noise, but ready to talk about this game. Obviously, it was a big win. Um, excited about it. There's a lot to learn from it, but I'll tell you that my biggest takeaway from this game, Vince, is we saw that what we've said all season is if the offensive line can just be solid, just play solid, this offense can be scary good. And we saw yeah. glimpses of that tonight. Yeah, with Buckner quarterback, and then of course at Cone in the end. I don't. I'm sure you talked about this, Vince, but. Can we please see some spread tempo now? I mean, every we time we go spread it? tempo at the end of a half or a game and Jack Cohn's in there, it's it's bam, 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 right up down the field. And he's it's fantastic. Like, oh. He's not afraid. He's stepping into st – yeah. I mean, not stepping too far in like he did in yeah. the first quarter. But, yeah. I mean, he's he's concise. He's consistent. He's accurate. I mean, right. it's okay to do that for the whole game. Like, right. you can mix it up a little bit, obviously, right. but – yeah. Come on, guys. I, I don't know how much you talked about this, Vince, but you know, for me, a couple takeaways too is I, I thought the receivers came up clutch tonight. You know, we didn't hear from Braden Lindsay the whole game. I mean, for a big stretch of the game, Mitchell Evans was in the game more than Braden Lindsay was, you know. And by the way, met Mitchell Evans' parent tonight, parents night. Really nice people. Yeah. Uh, nice. Not happy about the targeting call. Uh nor, they nor, be. nor was I. Yeah. But uh, you know, then then Braden gets a chance late in the game with two opportunities to make plays. He comes up both times, makes tough catches. Kevin Austin gets his chances to make plays. And it's amazing what happens when you actually execute a good release move, stack the corner, and lo and behold, you give your quarterback room to it's like this is what this team is capable of when they actually get their heads out of there, you know, right. with some play ball. You know, we saw the offensive line. Did did they make some big mistakes like heck yes? I mean Oh yeah, fourth and one false start. Are you kidding me? The clipping penalty. Are Are you kidding me? The, that the was holding. A, I, I felt like that was a bad call. He fell over on the guy's heels. Yeah. I don't but think he just, clipped him at all. But dumb play after dumb play. But but they battled their butts off. They played hard. They got a body on a body, and the patience that we saw from the backs tonight. I wrote after the game, Vince. 
this was the best game I've ever seen Kyron Williams play. And his numbers weren't sexy. He had 70-something yards, averaged like four yards a carry. But his patience tonight to maximize every single yard available was impressive. You saw Logan Diggs finally get a chance to do what we've been talking about for a year that he can do. Great patience. His decision to take that inside zone all the way out the back door for a 10-yard gain was, was really impressive. But, again, it was a body on a body. And it allowed them to, to maximize the yards. And when they were able to do that, you saw this team could move the ball. Of course, right. it was mixed in with way too much, you know, too many mistakes and things like that. But, you know, when they were rolling, they were rolling. Yeah, uh, we got a couple super chats I want to grab before uh, I we, we get we lose them. Uh, Mike Huff says, uh, is Pine the worst practice player alive or what? Good question. We don't know. Uh, and that would be a, a question that I would love to ask Brian Kelly, but he'll never answer it. Um, is do you, I mean, did he try to date your daughter? Like what is wrong? Like, why are you not playing Drew Pine? I, I was shocked that he didn't even get an opportunity tonight to be perfectly honest with you. Um, and then Christopher, Christopher Slauson says, uh, what happened to sticking to one QB? Well, one QB was struggling. And so they brought in another one and then he got hurt. So they went back to the first one. Um, so I think his plan was to stick with one quarterback. It just didn't work out that way. And, you know, you, that, that is part of football coaching is you, you have to adjust on the fly based on everything that's going on. And I think Brian Kelly actually did the right thing. I was just surprised that he, I think he was, tell me if you think I'm wrong here, Brian, I think that he put in Tyler Buckner cause he was looking for a spark. Right in his normal package, he was going to have him in for a series, and then he was going to go back. But I think that series went so well that he's like, you know what, we're sticking with Tyler Buckner. I don't feel like he put him in thinking that he was going to keep him in the whole time. Do I don't think? have a clue what's going through Brian Kelly's head, nor am I going <laughs> to pretend to know what's going through his head at quarterback. I, I mean, you know, look, and tonight I don't even know if I can even blame him. For what he did, I mean, you know, yeah. Jack tonight early in the game, he was stepping into sack. He stepped into a sack on third and seven. He was he wasn't going to his progressions. He made one nice call, but yet you, you know, I mean, I don't even know what they're doing at quarterback. I don't think Brian Kelly knows what he's doing at quarterback. I just think tonight it was kind of like let's roll the dice, and tonight it came up the way you wanted it to come up. So yeah, I think there's a couple of Virginia Tech fans are a little salty about the game. They saw that I was doing a show. They decided they were going to get real loud for a couple minutes, but. Um, <laughs> You know, but but you know, at the end of the day, Vince is is they they, you know, Tyler Buckner made some plays tonight. I know you talked probably talked about talked about this, but you know, we saw tonight the potential he has. Yes, absolutely. We also saw tonight that he's he. I don't know if he's ready to be the full time guy yet. I, I mean, you know, it's funny after the first couple of drives, people are like, oh, you know, are, are you wrong now? Are you ready to admit that you were wrong? He's a full time guy, and I'm like, no, I just didn't respond. And then they come out the second half, and he shows, okay, yep, he's a he's a freshman. Kid's got tremendous talent. I thought he made some great throws. That backside team route to Avery Davis was beautiful. The go yeah. out. And and the thing I like too is when he knows what he's doing, he's decisive and accurate. I mean, he got those two balls out to Kyron on the, the touchdown drive. They were really impressive. Yeah, no, I agree completely. And I and I and I thought that uh, you know, he was inaccurate at times, but I thought his receivers kind of bailed him out at times as well. And I and that's what I was asking for. That was one of my keys to the game is that the, the receivers have to step up. You, you've got to play better. You've got to make your quarterback look good, right? And I thought at times they did that. I really I 
you know what? I really like the battle that Kevin Austin had on that at that long throw. I mean, they were hand fighting, and the the coverage wasn't bad. But he won because he stacked them. Right. That's the whole no, point. No he question. He won because he stacked them. It's amazing what you can do when you have a well executed route. Yes, absolutely. And it was it was fantastic to see. And uh, I, I thought the receivers over overall played well. Um, you know, there were some balls that. What was it? The, the the two consecutive passes there by Tyler Buckner. The, it was they weren't perfect, but they hit the receivers in the hands. What were your thoughts on those? Uh, those that particular sequence of events there. All right, so I, I thought that you know it, they weren't the best passes in the world. I thought he rushed them, and I thought they were fastballs when they didn't need to be fastballs, like that kind of a thing. Um, but you know, I you'd, you'd love the receivers to make a play there. You know what I mean? Uh, DBZ has a super chat that I want to throw up. And Tommy, thanks for the super chat. I hope I think Brian's being safe. I, I think we're okay there. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely being safe. It's just, but you know. Yeah, yeah but DBZ says, uh, call me crazy, but Kelly is stubborn enough to not to play Pine because ND Nation wants him. Yeah, and I she's mentioned. like the fifth person to say that. And I, I would not put it past Can you disagree guy. with it, though, completely? I, you can't, right? We talked yeah. about that. Somebody else had something in, in the chat earlier and – I have to say, I can't necessarily, and I don't even know if he consciously does it, Brian. I did say that. Like, I don't know that he lays in bed at night and he's like, okay, how can I screw the media tonight? Like, I don't know that he thinks like that. Maybe he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like he gets it into his head. He yeah. hears it enough that he's like, no, I'm not doing that. And that's not what I want to yeah. do. You know, um, that it's definitely possible. So, uh, Mike Huff says, guys, I thought the O-line took a big step. I, I agree. I actually if, thought. If the offensive line can play like this the rest of the year, Vince, the, this yeah. offense is going to be pretty good. Like, look, yeah. were there mistakes tonight? Yeah. you got to get rid of the stupid penalties. Right? Yes. Like, you've got no a question. fourth and one, and you fall start. Like, you can't do that. Right. But if they can battle like this, and again, there's a lot they have to correct. Yeah. But tonight was somebody, you know, he said, was, was it a big step? Yeah, it was a big step. It was. There's still a lot to get better on. Hopefully you can, you can build on this momentum, but look, they battled. They, they battled. That's the thing is they, they played hard. They, they played physical. They battled. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I still think there's a, an argument to make that, that there's different personnel you need to get going, Be, you know, but, but I, they, they battled. I mean, they, they, they did, they got after it. They, they competed and that's all you asked for. That's what, that's what we've been saying all year. Just get a body on a body. Cause you know, last two drives, games on the line, offensive line gave Jack Cohn all the time he needed. To yeah, throw. I mean, exactly. Look, that's that's what you ask for, right? When it when it matters yeah. most, come up big. No and, question. And that's what you look for. No question. And, and they certainly did that. And you know, I, hopefully, this is the beginning of something. And then now it's cleaning <laughs> up the silly yeah. mistakes. You know, that's going to be the other thing is is cleaning up those silly mistakes that led to the stalled drives, you know, mm-hmm. and it was, it was multiple. I mean, it was quarterback at times. It was the line at times. It was the receivers at times, but I thought overall, I thought the receivers had a pretty big day. I just like that Virginia tech proved to Notre Dame that you can actually run jet sweeps and that, and they're, they can be effective. <laughs> you know, I thought that well, was good. I, okay. So, so somebody uh, came in the chat and they said that they were, I think they, I can't remember if they said it or I just agreed with it or whatever the case may be, but the fact that I felt in the first quarter that Notre Dame was completely unprepared on both sides of the ball. That's the way it came off whole to me. First, I mean, really, the whole first half, I felt yeah. that way. I mean, they yeah. were able to hit a couple big plays, and I think that, Ty, that that Tyler Buckner sparked him a little bit, you know, coming in and sure. 
providing some energy, but they look completely under. I mean, defensively, I thought, or also, I thought yeah. they just looked. It's like they'd never seen a jet sweep before. Yeah. And they lost contain all night. I thought that was the yeah. thing. You know, I, I don't know if you've kind of just focused on the offense yet and, and you want to might kind of move on to the, the defense. We can do that. But yeah, I, I thought, I thought the defense tonight looked out of sync mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. They were dominant up front all, all night. And so what happened was is they tried to run their inside zone, outside zone, and off tackle stuff early. And what was happening was is, is Myron Tungavaloa and and Foskey on the weak side and Justin Adamiola were just blowing up the edge. I mean, just the the edge setting early tonight was just really good early on. And Virginia Tech was like, Yeah, we can't run between the tackles. We gotta get outside. We gotta get outside. And right. and then when that got them outside, then that opened up some run lanes and some quarterback scramble lanes up the middle that I thought sure. were effective too. So yeah, that's called good coaching, you know. And yeah. you beat outside. I thought, I thought they had some really well designed plays tonight. They 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 got Notre Dame out of sync. I just think at times defensively, they're just still trying to do a little too much formationally. It's like just stop being cute. Yeah. Just up with your front four and dominate. Because when they let when they turn Isaiah Foskey loose on the edge, he's they couldn't block him. And and I don't even okay. So I know we beat this horse to death, but. You know, when they line Isaiah up at linebacker and he and he comes, right? He's not as effective because he's usually coming as from like a defensive tackle um area. So he's more inside. And I think he's better on the outside, frankly. Um, from based on what I saw during the game live, right? Um, I just don't like him playing off the ball. He's your best pass rusher, and it's not close. Let him do that a lot. You know, I mean, it just let him do that. But uh, that was frustrating again to me. Uh, but, you know, uh, a couple more. But, super. But Go ahead. I, I, I want to I kind of, you know, as, as we as we look at this, I, I think. You know, I think to me, my hope and, and this is where part of this is just I'm looking at it from a coaching standpoint. You, you say, is this the spark? Is this is what we did tonight? Because, look. When Virginia Tech went up 29-21, I was thinking to myself, I just don't see – I don't see how Notre Dame, the way they've played, comes back on this. I agree. You know, I mean, they, they were in a situation where Virginia Tech made some adjustments at halftime against Tyler Buckner that, that you know, put Notre Dame in some difficult spots. Right. I was surprised that Notre Dame didn't go back to throwing the ball down the field. Uh, they were given to them. They were playing cover one, basically, right. to the field because they were like, look, we have to get a safety in the box against Tyler Buckner. And Notre Dame didn't really adjust a, a ton, but I, you know, I thought Tommy Reese did a nice job mixing up the runs. We saw power read outside zone with the quarterback. We saw read zone. We saw counter. Right. We saw quick pitch. We saw option. You know, we saw a lot, but Virginia Tech did a nice job adjusting. But when they went up 29-21 and it was clear that that they had kind of figured the offense out with Tyler, I just I didn't see them I didn't see them coming down and scoring. Yeah, Notre Dame I, again, and and absolutely. that's. You know, your Jack comes in and just – I know you guys have talked about it, but just I wanted to say just kudos yeah. on that kid for staying locked in, staying engaged, and just coming in and just, hey, let's go. Yeah. Let's do this. And and that I like the play calls too on that yeah. last series. I mean, you had the check downs. You know, you're running some backside – I mean, they hit two backside teams tonight, which we've been begging for, you know. There was a lot of that stuff. So it was, it was, really, it, it was really exciting to see – some of that stuff, but I still feel like at times there's still a little bit too much horizontal stretch on, on third downs. 
And and but when they when they got that thing kind of moving and crossers and bootlegs and they started kind of yeah. getting the quarterback out of the pocket and doing some different things like that, the offense started really moving. And I'm hoping that this is kind of a, a, a starting point of things to come. If that's the case, that I think this offense both. could really take off. You and me both, Brian. Uh, Kevin O'Neill <laughs> going from uh, he he's taking the super positive route. Uh, he says, any chance for the playoffs if we go eleven and one? You guys rock, go Irish. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I mean, look, it doesn't hurt that Alabama lost tonight, but Vince, there's it, going to be a lot more of that, though. Yeah, that, 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 there's going to be a lot more losing. I just, do you think that there's enough meat on the bone of this schedule, though, for people to be like, yeah, Notre Dame deserves to but be it, in the final but four? This is no, not right now. But this is my whole point about how I think this season is going to go. There are a lot of weird things that are going to happen. I said before the season, Bama's going to take an L in the regular season. I had Texas A&M as the game they're going to lose, and then I watched Texas A&M play, and I was like, they're not going to lose to Texas A&M. Right. right? I mean, it, it's just going to be that weird year. I mean, you look at the three Big Ten teams that are under – four Big Ten teams that are ranked ahead of them. Three of them play each other in the regular season. All I mean, there's like a round robin of that they've yet to play, and then those teams then have to go play uh, Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. You know, I mean, the, the, the Pac-12 doesn't have any undefeated teams left, right? Uh, Oregon lost to Stanford. Notre Dame's got to play Stanford. I mean, there's a lot of weird yeah, stuff left. That's fair. I'm not worried about the playoff right now. No, if I'm no, me neither. I'm worried about beating these next couple opponents. I mean, they, they start stringing some of these. But here's the thing. Here's the other thing, too, Vince. They're not going to make the playoff winning a bunch of three-point games and six-point games. And, you know, they're going to have to they're going to have to use this to go out and springboard to say, it's, it's time to start putting some whoopings on people. Yeah. And – you know, but to your point, like North Carolina losing tonight to Florida State, that does no favors for Notre Dame. No, USC catch another L. That does no favor. I mean, who's the best team left on Notre Dame's schedule right now? It's Stanford? Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Okay, yeah, four and two. Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. And that's the problem. I mean, that's that's my biggest issue right now, uh, as far as them making the playoff. And right now, I don't want this team in the playoff. I want this team to focus on USC. And and you, right? you it's funny, you and I are such coaches. We're like next game, man. Do you want want to know every week? Like yeah. Like that's what just, I'm worried to me about. it's like look, there's a lot of look, we're excited about this win and I'm fired up about this win. Yeah. I'm 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 fired up by the maturity that this team showed late and it was a it was a great team. It was it's <clears> the <throat> second time in 3 games we've seen a sequence of great team ball. It was the offense making the stop. The, the two-point conversion, which I thought was so great to see Jack and Kevin oh, both make that play. Holy uh, smokes. And, and I, I they was get like, in the just... line giving them time. I mean, yeah. it, it never got near them. Right. Then you see the defense come up, make huge stops after that. Then the special teams, you know, the offense comes down. I hated the third and one. I hated the play calling at the end of that drive. I hated the third one. And that was the, that was the big knock on the offensive line at the end of the game. It's a third and one, and you couldn't get a yard. Right. You know, but right. I didn't like that play call either. You know, so, you know, I, I look at it and I, I just – but, the, hey, they got it done. And John Doerr nails it, so the special team steps up. And then the coverage on that kick return, because they had was, been getting big returns all night. Yes, they were. I mean, all they were night. averaging about the 30, 35-yard yeah. line every return, yeah. And then they just come out and just blow it up. I was like, okay. Xavier Watts made two big-time tackles, and, 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 and Bo Bauer yeah. was down there too. Uh, yeah. All I could think of, though, every time I saw Xavier Watts making a tackle, was like he could be playing yeah. wide receiver right now. But hey, you know, I got to say something real quick. Our man Ladarius jumped in tonight. That's that's <laughs> I got much respect for him. Tonight yeah, man. He, he he jumped in his team. His he's feeling tonight how we were feeling last week. So we're there. No we're doubt. there for you, brother. Okay. So 
So you were with <laughs> us last week when we had our rough day. <laughs> we're with you tonight, but uh, but I mean, it just it was one of those things, Vince. Is they can't play like this and keep running the table. This is I, the whole agreed. Point. Agreed. The, the, the margin for error is still too thin because of all. I mean, it's mistakes on defense. I mean, there was a play where. You know, early in the game, Justin Adamiola, I think, turns the, the wheel route loose by the tight end. If it wasn't pressure, it might have been a bigger play. They had the third and long can run the quarterback scramble where you had Bo Bauer and Justin Adamiola do running together, chasing I don't know what yeah. as the quarterback takes off. You know, you have a third and 15 that the quarterback turns into a touchdown run because you, you know you you lost contain. There were so many things that went wrong tonight, turnovers, and they still went on the road and beat Virginia Tech. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, but you can't keep doing that week after week. That's why I'm not worried about the playoff right now. I'm not worried about yeah. all those other yeah. things. It's about there are things you got to fix on your team. But but again, I think that speaks to how talented this football team is, Vince, that they can still play the way they played tonight and and win the game. I think it says think, a lot about the yeah. talent of this football team. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think defensively, the one thing that bothered me so much was the fact that they have allowed the quarterback to run in on a boot, naked boot or an outside run or whatever at the end of games three times now this year, right? I think I have that right, right? How, how do you let the quarterback get outside of you at the end of the game? Like when the, when the game is on the line to score a touchdown, three times in six games like that's mind-blowing to me how they allow yeah. that to happen it and just, it's been different different ways every time yeah i but mean they, it just yeah it was like a boot it was a boot on cincinnati it was a court it was just a read read zone against toledo and then tonight it was just a scramble a scramble you know but still um, it's like but come no, on it's guys. still i'm agreeing with you it's yeah. like the court, if you take away the quarterback run tonight, Virginia Tech has no offense, basically. I mean, Agreed. outside of some jet sweeps. I mean, you know, and, and like I said, there was a lot of mistakes tonight. And, and I didn't even do a game observations for about the defense because it was such a weird performance. Because at times I was like, man, they're just dominating Virginia Tech. And then I look up and I was like, oh, they got 29 points. Because <laughs> they just get, I mean, you know, again, seven of that was on the offense. It was a pick six. Yeah. Right. But it just, well, um, Six of it was on the offense because they decided to go for two and didn't get it. 
interception. So, yeah, right. so six of it was against the offense, but it was just such a weird game. I'm like, I got to go back and watch the film because it was such a weird game. Like, I was trying to figure out like where they were blowing things. Like, but yeah. then it was just, there were so- sloppy things. Like, you're getting ready to get a three and out. You know, that first scoring drive of the third oh, quarter, gosh. you're about ready to get three and out. Yeah, hearts there. Just wrap up and tackle. Wrap it. You don't. It's caught between the hit and and. You don't you need know, a like big those, hit there. You can't make those kind of mistakes, right? Yeah. Because those kind of mistakes could get you beat. But again, it didn't get him beat. But you can't keep doing that week after week after week. Because here, right. here's the thing. You, you gave up 23 points to a team that scores about 23 points a game. I mean, right. this is not a good Virginia Tech offense. We said it all week. There's some better offenses coming up on the schedule. So, again, there's a lot to clean up. But that's why the bye week and, and for Notre Dame is coming at the perfect time. Yeah. You're going to get healed up. Jacob yeah. Lacey gets to get yeah. healed up. Uh, right. A lot of guys get to get healed up. Michael Mayer gets to get healed up. Tyler Buckner gets to get healed up. And now it's about figuring out, okay, let, how do we clean this stuff up? And then offensively, how do we build on this? How do you build? That's what you say as coaches. How do we build on this? How do we take this offensive right. line performance? Okay, guys, you did a lot of great things, but there's five or six things we still got to clean up tonight. Sure. You know what I mean? And those are the kind of, that's the next step. But I thought the pass pro tonight, I mean, they gave up what? Um, was it three sacks tonight, Vince? Two. But two, but one of them I felt was on Jack Cohn. It was 100%. He walked I mean, right into it. I, I mean, thought Buckner got sacked tonight. He just got tackled. He just got tackled. Yeah, the, the, the official staff. I'm looking at him right here. Uh, it was it was two sacks. Um, or, mm-hmm. Yeah, two for 12 yards. Yeah, and one of them's on the quarterback. I mean, he had yes. a comeback backside, he, and he just locked in on the front side, and he kept climbing and climbing and climbing. There was no reason to climb in that particular instance. And, right. you know, Andrew Kostopic's taking his guy where he's trying to go. You know, he 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 can't know that the quarterback's stepping right up into that. So right, absolutely. you know, and that was kind of that was the last series for Jack until the end of the game. You right. know, but he came in and 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 I'm again I'm hoping that Tommy Reese sees this. Say, you know what? We want because they clearly want Jack Cohn to be starting quarterback. Oh, which is fine. I'm fine. I get it. Whatever. But you've got to say, okay, when has he been good in this this mm-hmm. season? Yep. Even against Florida State, it's when we go tempo. It's when we spread the field. It's when we take shots. It's when we're pushing the ball vertically, when we're getting the ball out quickly, when we're getting the, when we're going free releasing and getting the backs out in the backfield. That's when Jack Cohn has been at his best. It was, it was that way against Florida State. It was right. that way late against Toledo. It was that way in the second half against uh, against Temp- Purdue to a degree, but they were pushing the ball down the field against Purdue, and then it was tonight. Yeah. And so yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, it is not easy for quarterbacks to get benched like that and stay engaged. Yes. People – I. That's gonna, hard. yeah. That that's that's an underrated uh, storyline here, and uh, maybe people are gonna hit it. But to me, the fact that he was still engaged and he was still in that game and he was able to come in. I mean, I, Brian Kelly trying to be funny again uh, in the post game press conference was, oh, you know, he's he he was our closer. He's he's our Mariano Rivera, you know, enter Sandman. And he, then he goes, then he goes like that. He goes, see what I did there. Okay, dude. We yeah. know you. When you have to joke. explain, when you have to right. tell people you told a joke, it's right. not a good joke. Right. I don't know how many times I got to tell him just stop making jokes. You're not. Funny. That's Brian Kelly, though, isn't it? Like he tries yeah. to make jokes and then he tries to explain it to you. It's like, come right. on, man. That like, means you did a bad job. Hey, I, I want to interject. I want to change subject real quick. Yep. Monster sixty nine. I've been deployed to the Middle East for seven months. Your shows are getting me through. Thank you and go Irish. Hey, we're here for you. Thank you so much for what you do for our country That's and for awesome, your service, man. Monster. Appreciate you. And we Glad we can help you out. We'll see you home anyway. Soon. Yeah. Glad hope we can help you out. Soon. Safe. Safe. Absolutely. Safe and with your family. So 
Appreciate That's you very, very fantastic, much. man. That makes me feel but, really but good. Vince, I'm, I don't know how much you want to talk about the defense tonight, but I, I really like this is the I, I this is one of the games I have the least feel for what I saw tonight. It was yeah, I it, it was I got like I got to watch the film. I, I don't I, know how much I want to talk about the defense. Tonight. No, and that's fine. I, I for me defensively, it just felt they it felt they felt unprepared. It felt like they just kind of came Early. out and tried to yeah. play, um, and it didn't work out very well for them. And then some of the execution stuff I didn't like. You know, this is the first time I've been kind of upset with Cam Hart when it comes to his run support. Um, yeah. you He's know, to go for big hits tonight and he made yeah. a couple of them. Well, yeah, but he missed that he tackle at the goal line. Uh, that he, the, he, he didn't get off a block on another run. Yep. Yeah. And, and then he obviously missed that one that you talked about. So it was, it was obvious for me tonight, just watching it live for him. And it, I was disappointed in my guy cam. So, um, but they didn't really try to test him in, in the air either. So he was obviously doing something right down the field, but obviously I couldn't see it on the TV copy. So, yeah. uh, we got a couple super chats I want to get to before we lose them. I don't want to lose anybody's super chat. Christopher Slauson says, can you guys see Pine transfer after the season? I do not no, at Drew all. Drew Pine uh, is not leaving Notre Dame until yeah. he has his degree. Right. Yep. And here's the thing uh, you have he, to understand, too. Drew, last year, basically didn't count for him. I mean, it, it didn't count for him. So he technically right. still has four, potentially five seasons left before he can yes. leave. He's not leaving. Yep. Drew's a smart kid from a great family. He's not leaving, in my opinion. He's not leaving Notre Dame until he has his degree. Yeah. Or should he? Because you never know what's going to happen. You, Dave, you may go into next year and Tyler Buckner's your guy. Tyler Buckner gets hurt in the first game of the year and you get your shot. Yep. So. No question. Uh, Tommy Guns with a super chat says, after he retires from coaching, does BK jump for the House, the Senate, or straight for the White House? Joking. Maybe. <laughs> there was some chat in here about him being a politician and, uh, you know, saying things that politicians would say and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's been Brian Kelly's tenure at Notre Dame. Yep. No yeah. question about it. Uh, Michael Burke, I want to thank you guys. As I waited for this show, I was forced to listen to others. The difference in professionalism is astounding. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> Thanks, We're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're here. No doubt, man. Sorry we couldn't get to you Never. A, a little was, earlier. Yeah, it was just the craziest. Getting out of there was just the craziest. Yeah. I have to tell you all about it when we're, we're done here. But it was just sounds, sounds good. freaking insane. Uh, that's where it's we're like, at with Super Chats. Apparently a lot so. of people were guessing where my parking lot was instead of just telling me they don't know. They just guessed and told me like, oh, yeah, it's up here. No, I'm like on the opposite side. Oh, oh. We started tonight. Wow, no one even be started tonight. But any, it, but you tough. know, defensively too. I, I I tell you what, when this Myron Tungvaloa has he has he does not make a lot of plays in the standpoint of like, yeah, per, like numbers. But, like, mm-hmm. but he makes so many plays where, I mean, hustle, setting the edge, just I mean, being smart, like sniffing out that screen. They had a, if if he doesn't sniff out that screen, I think it was third quarter. He was all like that, over yeah. it. I'll say this too. I did not like what we saw from the defense early in the game. I thought the adjustments, however, especially at halftime, were really good. Because again, if they if they execute in this third quarter, Virginia Tech doesn't score. I mean, Cam Hart, they've got right. that played perfectly. And he makes that mistake. And then you had I think you had an, you know, like the, the last touchdown, you had the personal foul on Kyle Hamilton, which I thought was a little, you know. He only had one step. Like I don't. Yeah. How are you supposed to stop? Should he? Yeah. I mean, he laid a good yeah. hit. Maybe you just yeah. do one of these. I don't know. Yeah, but I. I mean, I just. I. I was. I mean, if I was a coach, I'd say I'd. 
dude, fellas, there's a lot we got to clean up, but I'm proud of you. Tariq Bracey getting beat a lot early, falling down on one play, being late to the, and that then, pick. But then he needs, you know, third down and he steps in front of that ball and he, and he reads it perfectly and picks it off. He had a great, wasn't he the one that made that special teams tackle at the end of the game? I thought uh, that was Tariq that made that tackle. I, I'm pretty sure it was Xavier. Zay, oh, Xavier Watts? Okay. 26, yeah. Oh, man. So who was? I, it, I'm pretty so where sure. we were is – so they made that on the complete opposite. We're in the – I'm in the corner of the end zone. Uh, and he made on the complete opposite. So I thought it was it was 28 is what I thought it was. Gotcha. But I love hearing that, that was Xavier. It was Xavier because I, yeah. I said something to the guy next to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, the guy that should be a receiver. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, he, he made a couple plays on special teams, which, love which was fantastic. So Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, what? Tommy, Tommy, I, uh, do you see his comment in there? No, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, I'll throw it up cause it's a super chat. Uh, there we go. Let's go, Brandon. And that's in response you, to, you don't know what that means. Do you? I'll explain it to you later. Oh, okay. Yep. I think I know what it means. Okay. Yep. Okay. It wasn't really, did it have to do with racing? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Anyway, uh, Ladarius, <laughs> I have no freaking clue who's going to make the college. Oh my gosh! Today, I would have said I would have said <laughs> Alabama, Georgia, and then who knows yeah. three and four. And again, I think Alabama is still a favorite to get in. They're a really good team. They actually came back in that game and tied it, but then yeah. lost on a last second field goal. But um, there's only whew. two teams for me right now that I'm like, yep, they're in right now, right now, and that is well three. Uh, I think after the way Oklahoma came back today, look, they keep winning. You have to look at them. But sure. Iowa and, and Georgia right now are the two for me that are definitely okay. definitely in. Because uh, Iowa's got big wins, and and I, I've heard a lot about how that game ended today. I, I have to go back and watch it. Obviously, I, I was driving when that game ended. But, um, I mean, to me, I, I, I don't even care about talking about the playoff right now, Ladarius. And, and because, I mean, there's this, we've seen nothing but chaos the first six weeks. That's not going to change. Right. No, you're <laughs> right. It's not going to change. Yeah. So this is going to look, this race is going to look completely different. And I do believe Notre Dame is going to be going into, if they can get through this next three game stretch, it's going to be going into November. Notre Dame fans will be doing a lot of scoreboard watching. I just feel like I don't want to get too much into that because if they don't start playing better, it won't matter. They they can't, they're not going to get into the playoff winning a bunch of games, 32 to 29. 30 you know which is what they got two now 32 to 29 wins now right isn't wasn't that a score of the toledo game as well uh, yeah i think so yeah yeah i think so so you know you're 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 not you're not gonna you're not gonna have a great resume when when that's that's the case so mm-hmm. yeah absolutely anyways correct. anyways sorry my kid was asking for screen time because he's still it's awake okay. because of me okay. <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Def- again, I don't have anything really more to say defensively. I thought mm-hmm. let's, you know, special teams. I thought w- mm-hmm. w- were fantastic. Honestly, I, they, I well, let me take that. Some back. parts coverage on the kickoffs were not good until the end. Mm-hmm. Their last right. two kickoffs were fantastic coverage. Yeah. Wise. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. The the punts. I, I thought Jay Brand. I thought Jay did a great job. Tonight. I thought he did great. No returns. I mean, yeah. they got. No return yardage, basically. Yeah. Door yeah. came up big, man. Yeah. That's, came up big. He did. And I, I was – obviously, I was super stoked because they won the game. But I was mm-hmm. stoked for him, too. I mean, he's 
he's been much maligned. Some of it's own his own doing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you, you you root for kids, you know, to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I, I was happy that he was successful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, Th- this we haven't good. talked a lot about Colonel Clink's monocle, which I still love that name. I laugh it's every time. Fantastic. I see it. Uh, I hope that we see more of this, and it's not just because of injuries. I, I counted mean, seven playing offense, I think, yeah, today. Yeah, Joe Alt, Mitchell Evans, Kane Barong, Logan Diggs, uh, uh, Deion Colsey, Tyler Buckner, and Lorenzo Styles. Seven. Right, so that's seven. That's what I had, seven. Seven yeah. true freshmen playing on offense. If you'd have told me that in the summertime, that there would be seven true freshmen playing on the road at Virginia Tech in a one-possession game where you were losing, <laughs> I'd have told you you were freaking crazy. Yeah. No chance. Said, how many injuries did they have? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's been part of the problem. Vince, Logan Diggs can ball, can he? Dude, that was I, – I, you know what? I was kind of wanting the eighth guy to come in. I kind of wanted to see a little bit of Estime in short yeah. yardage. Yeah. Just saying. I just felt like tonight was a night for patience, though. Yeah. The way it was going. Like, tonight was a night where just – and that's what I thought was so good about Kyron's performance. Just the – he because he's been rushing a lot this year. You know, we've talked about that where he's like – he tonight he was just super patient, let the blocking develop, and then find your crease and hit it. Yeah. I mean, he was – it was – it reminded me a lot of Torian Folson's performance against LSU in 2014 where the numbers aren't going to blow you away, but if you grade it for did he maximize what was there and, yeah. and, and then sometimes make yards where there wasn't anything there, yeah, it was um, it was impressive. And I'm checking my notes here, Vince, for any other things that, you know. From, I, from I want you to – Tommy brings up a question, and I mm-hmm. want you to comment on this because uh, I'm curious as to what your opinion was. Uh, Tommy says, what did you guys think of Colsey's effort in the interception for the touchdown, the pick six. I don't think it was an effort thing. It, I think it was a I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do here thing. Mm-hmm. Because I think he thought he was supposed to run a certain route. The corner squatted on him, and he wasn't sure what he was supposed to do. Yeah. I don't think it was That's an a, effort thing. It, 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 if I'm watching it, Tommy, I saw what you saw. I'm with you. But that it was, an un, it was an uncertainty thing. Yeah. But that ball shouldn't go there. I mean, the corner squatting on that route. That, that ball never should go there. Right. The, the, the Colsey didn't know what he was doing, but that pick It's a double freshman Tyler. mistake. It was a double right. freshman mistake, in my opinion. The ball opinion. should have never yeah. gone there. That and was that, on Tyler. And that's what Brian Kelly was telling him on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and he said it in the post game. He's like, you know, it was a freshman mistake. He didn't know. And I told him, you can't go to the boundary there, mm-hmm. um, especially when that boundary is their best corner. Uh, yeah. you, you just you can't and if you look on the replay they did the, kind of the all 22 and he had guys on the left um yeah. and that's obviously the direction that he should have gone i mean again yeah. if you're going to play tyler buckner you're going to have freshman mistakes like that yeah. and you're just going to have to live with some of them yeah you, you know right cuz like even even before the inter- the one interception i mean he he has avery davis running a drag route he's got to throw that ball out to the sideline yeah. Out towards the sideline, if because the safety was coming, and, and so Avery's coming like this, the safety's coming like this. If he throws that ball out, that safety has to peel. He doesn't catch Avery. He catches that. He might be able to run because he had, he had smoked that DB across the field. A couple notes that I have here, Vince. I thought Josh Lug. I'll have to go back and watch the film. He had that bad holding penalty that got negated because there was another penalty. 
Right. I thought he blocked well tonight in the run game. He was there, physical in the yeah. run game tonight. And George Takis had, from what I, again, I got to go back and watch the sure. snap after snap. But there was about six or seven times now where I watched George Takis just blow a guy off the ball. And one of them was a short yardage run in the first half where him and Josh took two different dudes from Virginia Tech and drove them at least four or five yards. You, we haven't seen that all year. Nope. I thought Kane Madden had a lot of losing guys late stuff, but I thought Kane played physical. You know what? Game. The one play where they brought him and he went in motion, or not motion, but he pulled. I was um, like, what? I don't remember seeing Kane sorry. Madden going in motion. <laughs> it's two sixteen in the morning. Yeah. Uh, when he when he pulled to his left uh, and he latched onto that guy, I was like, okay, that's a pretty good block. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, he completely whiffed yeah. at going up the field. Um, right, but there's that's still too you, much of that stuff. Yeah. but you know what? He agreed. Battled. He battled. Like, don't compound that with the next play where you don't come off hard. I mean, but that's what we saw tonight is we still saw a yeah. lot of that stuff. But, you know, we um, we we just have to – we have to see that stuff get cleaned up. But, man, they played they played hard. And holy moly. Michael, Michael Burke. Burke. with the new record. Michael, that's huge, man. I, pre- I, did, I Now, was that an accident? Was that supposed to be four? <laughs> like, oh, crap. <laughs> I put too many zeros on there. Son of a – Oh my God! Thank you very let much. Me, that's... Let me know if that's an accident. So, uh, but we appreciate that, man. Very, 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 very much. But, but it, um, it comment says felt like I saw the O line with hands up to hit more, not just yes, catch. Yes, I did too. A lot more striking tonight, Michael. That's a great observation. This yes. is the comments that I kind of love after games when people are like, "Hey, we're talking football here," uh, you know, and, and you guys are seeing it. Right. And, and, and that's the thing. Like we just saw a lot more. I thought the leverage tonight coming off the ball was even like, like, so Zeke had some mistakes tonight. I don't remember a single snap. Now again, I may go back and watch the film. That's why we do the upon further review shows. I may, we see, but I don't remember Zeke getting blown up tonight. I, other than Joe all getting beat on that, that it was actually a really nice inside spin move. That was actually a really nice play by the D end on that first sack. I thought, I thought it was a sweet spin move by Amari Barno. You remember, you know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you just got to like, give credit, like, man. Like <laughs> that was a sweet spin move. But uh, I, I don't remember plays where they were getting blown up a lot. You, you know what I mean? Like I just, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I didn't see a lot of that tonight. So yeah, the physicality, the leverage, the the using their hands more effectively. Now they just got to keep moving their feet because that was the thing is there were still way too many plays where they would hit physical, but then stop their feet. Right. And of course my. <laughs> Well, here's what I'm more worried about, to be honest with you. Uh, he, he <laughs> says that was a total accident, which, uh, sorry. Okay. Uh, get, if you're serious about that, give me a call. All right, shoot me an yeah. email. All right, we can, yeah. we can, yeah, we can run because that's yeah, that, no, yeah. no doubt about that. So just, but yeah, yeah shoot me Angela bringing the heat here. Our, yeah. Shoot me an email at brian at irishbreakdown.com, Michael. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get you taken care of. Oh, man. Okay. So we'll that's funny. But of. yeah, look, the and, and Colonel Clink, he's he says the improvement on the O line was the number one fundamentals. Number two, being assignment correct. Number three, getting the right five guys are all of the above. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's at, I think he's asking. So he says, was it fundamentals? Was it being assignment correct? Or was it getting the right five guys or all of the above? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was a little bit, you know. I think it was more two and three. I think it was more two. I think that's what okay. it was. I think it was two, and then I'd go four, uh, playing harder, 
Yes. I, I don't I was think the say fundamentals too. were necessarily that much better. I think they there was some improvement there. There's still a lot of work to be done. Leverage was good, using hands more, still stopping their feet way too much, still turning too much. Right. But I thought the fundamentals were better, but I wouldn't exactly call them fundamentally sound. I think they were assignment correct for the most part, and I think they played their butts off. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts, Brian? Uh, no, I mean, it was, look, it was a good win and I, and I'm looking forward to, well, I'm going to go to bed after this. And then after the, when I get up <laughs> right. in the morning, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to break down the film. Cause like, look, here's the thing about this team, this Notre Dame team tonight won a game that a lot of Brian Kelly teams in the past would have lost. Absolutely. When you correct. turn the ball over twice, when you give them, when you let them score a touchdown on the third and 15, when you give up the when you completely whiff on a third and five where you're about to get a stop and you let them go down and score, you throw two picks, you have a fourth and one that that gets negated because you have a false start. I mean, you make the mistakes in there they made tonight on the road. Yeah. Most teams lose that. Yeah. You know? No question. And, and so um that's kind of that's kind of what I was I was pleased to say they look, they they found a way to win. Right. And a lot of it was there was a ton of mistakes tonight. But I thought this – and at times I didn't necessarily love the emotion of the team early. I thought emotionally they weren't ready to play early, but I thought they got into it. And I'll tell you what, Virginia Tech started running their mouths a little bit on Notre Dame and was doing some cheap shotting. Last week, Notre Dame didn't respond to that very well. This week, they did. I thought Virginia Tech kind of That's ignited Notre Dame a little bit with some of that stuff. And I don't know if you saw it the same way I did, Vince, but Virginia Tech was getting real chirpy tonight. No, we they didn't and, really give that opportunity to see yeah. that on the TV copy, yeah. to be honest with you. It didn't, it yeah. didn't, at least it didn't come off to me yeah. as I was watching it. It's a lot of that stuff tonight that, that I saw. And and I thought Notre Dame handled it well. I thought the adjustments were good. I thought Marcus Freeman made good adjustments. I thought Tommy Reese handled Tyler Buckner being in the game. Well, I thought Tyler did a great job getting those two scoring drives. I mean, if that was the big thing for me is, I mean, when they were down ten nothing, it was like they're dead in the water. And and didn't they have first and goal at the two? I mean, what a great job yeah. by the defense to 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 make a stop when they they were at least inside the five on first and goal. Tremendous job by the defense to to um, to to hold up and and hold a field goal there which allowed the offense to kind of get them back in that game. Right. So really good team win tonight. A lot to clean up, Vince. A lot to clean up. I wish there the were. head coach could just enjoy the win and not make those little petty comments to kick off the press Well, and he conference. was like, he's sitting in there like, you know, doing one of these and, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, man. We're going to find something negative to write about. Yeah, if you'd have lost tonight 24 to 13 and played with no emotion, yeah, we'd have had something negative right. to write about. Like exactly. we're, not, we're supposed to be like, man, that was the best 24 to 13 loss I've ever seen. Boy, I'm super proud of the way that Notre Dame lost that game by 11 tonight to Cincinnati. Right. right. You know, so whatever. I know. But right. I'm excited about the win. Uh, and you I have to be. A, yeah. I you have to be. Fun. I Again, a win is a win. Right. And there's mm -hmm. obviously things you can clean up, but it's so much easier to do that after you get a W. And yeah. also going into the bye week. Because the bye week mm -hmm. is, you don't want to sit on an L going into the bye no. week. That is the worst. That no. is the absolute worst. So at least you're going in off of a win. You've got some things you can work on. We saw some good yeah. things today. We saw some good things. Yeah. 
If they can build on those good things, man, I'm telling you. I'm glad to see them going back down the field. Yeah. That was the big thing for me. It's finally it's get back to attacking. It's huge. Yeah. And, again, I don't want to see anybody get hurt, you know, Tyler yeah. Buckner specifically. But it was almost like a blessing because I don't know that he's able to take the team down the field like that. Yeah, because the offense had kind of sputtered there in the fourth quarter a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. I felt like they needed – I don't even – I mean, would – I'm really curious. I know Brian – you said Brian Kelly said that, you know, Buckner's not coming out. But I wonder if they would have had a conversation about who goes in. Yeah, I, I'm in. curious about that too. Because I don't actually. know if that's a situation I would have wanted to put Tyler Buckner. you got to get him – he's got to get you a touchdown and a two-point conversion. I don't know how I felt about that. Yeah. But, yes. but Ty, yeah. it was a great experience for Tyler tonight, though. I mean, he's – this is a kid that hadn't failed a whole lot in his life because he's pretty great. You know, he made mistakes. He battled back. He they adjusted. He's going to learn from this. Yeah. You know, this is going to be a great learning experience for him. My biggest takeaway is I just hope that this is the thing that kind of gets this team rolling. The confidence. You know, they often hey look, this is what you guys. They have not run for 180 yards in like what their last three games combined. They ran for almost yeah. 180 yards tonight. You know. I think it was exactly 180 well, yards. I saw two different things. I saw the, oh, the Virginia you? Tech stats were, were a little jacked up. Oh. And then ESPN had it at 173. Oh, interesting. Or 174. So I'm not quite sure which one it is, but it, it doesn't matter. They ran well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so actually, ESPN has updated their numbers. They had them down at 180. Now, again, okay. you know, Kyron is a 4.3. Logan Diggs is a 4.8. Tyree is 4.7. They benefited from Tyler, from Tyler Buckner rushing for 67. But those were – the, the majority of his runs were designed runs. They weren't scrambles. Right. I mean, they Absolutely. were read zones. They were power reads. They Where were, you they need were, the offensive line yeah, to do their job. A couple that were scrambles, but a lot of that was run blocking plays. So it was a step in the right direction. I thought the receivers stepped up and played big. Um, it just, yeah, it, it was, you see, it was, it was a, it was a good night. A lot mm -hmm. to clean up, but a good night. It, yeah. Yeah. Yep. No question. No question yeah. about it. And they were even able to overcome some of those calls from the officials, yeah. which was which yeah. was great. And I thought Nate had this right. I mean, that's 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 exactly right. It's exactly right. Yeah. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Yeah. He he showed why he's special, and mm -hmm. he also showed why he's a freshman who hasn't right. played in a year and a half. So right. there's that too. <laughs> All right, so that's it, Vince, for tonight. I think for me, I'm uh, yeah, it's fine by me. I gotta I, go put I my IB jammies on. I appreciate everybody being with us tonight, and um, this is a good night, you know. It's 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 a lot to take away. We're gonna get into the film, we're gonna have an we're gonna have a, a pawn further review. Vince and I have to discuss when that's gonna be, maybe tomorrow night, and maybe Monday. We gotta we gotta go over our, our schedule for the next couple of days. So please be that's why you need to hit the notification, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Uh, and, and if you are on Twitter, follow me on Twitter at, at CoachD178. I will let you all know tomorrow afternoon kind of what our plan is once Vince and I talk about whether or not we'll do the upon further review tomorrow night, uh, whether we'll wait till Monday to do that. We may have, you know, two shows. We're just we're kind of working through some things right now because we've had some things come up that we got to figure some out, figure some things out. So um, so we'll, we'll let you all know. But we're definitely going to have that show. We, we have, we're going to kind of figure out what our bye week plan is going to be. We're going to kind of do like midterm yeah. grades, things like that. You know, it's kind of where they are because they're halfway through the season at five and one. Crazy. For all, all the crazy bad stuff that has happened. Notre Dame is five and one. And, you know, I mean. They're five and one, and they're going to be able to go out and make some improvements and hopefully continue to win. But 
No the, doubt. Uh, the schedule is there for them to continue rolling. They but they have to get they have to make corrections because they can't keep winning like this after week. So it's a good win. It's a very good win. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, Raymond thanks everybody for... with this one. Raymond, yeah, old claim of the I day. DK played the QB situation perfectly today. <laughs> it's the way it turned out. I mean, it's you know, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. I'll say that mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as being Brian and then, Kelly is concerned. And this is the big takeaway. You know, could this be the game that propels Notre Dame? That's what's going to be fun to discuss the next two weeks, Michael. Yeah. It's definitely going to be fun to discuss. It, so. Much more fun to discuss than after a loss. Um, Ooh, yes. I, I will say that. So <laughs> I will Ooh, absolutely yes. say that. <laughs> so thanks everybody for joining us, staying up late with us. Uh, I don't care what coast you're on or wherever you're at, you stayed up late. So we appreciate it. Yeah. It's and, late. Uh, or it's early yeah. in the morning if you're out in the, you know, Afghanistan yeah. or at least, or in Europe where we have some, so a couple of y'all, it's hey, yeah. good morning. Yeah. Right. Enjoy breakfast, going to bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we appreciate everybody hanging out there with us. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Make sure you hit that notification bell so you know the next time we'll be in. Take care. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com